Hello, I have a very special guest here today. Thank you for joining me, Amelia. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so long. I know, I know. Um, okay, so this topic is one that we debate on, on the frequent and I think is a really interesting discussion. And I wanted to start with, so the discussion essentially is around promoting weight loss and also the use of transformation photos. So my first question, morals aside, does promoting weight loss help or hinder your business? Mm-hmm. I think it helps in the short term in terms of if you're looking at, right. So this, you could think about how you judge success of your business. If you judge success of your business financially, it probably helps. Let's be honest, it gives traction. It's what people want to see. But I think it hinders your business if you are someone who talks about body image or um, mental wellness or relationships with food. I think it hinders your business because it suggests that you don't necessarily know exactly 100% what you're talking about, in my opinion. Because you're incongruent. Because you're incongruent, exactly. Because your messaging is not... Right. And I think sometimes, like you're saying, I think there definitely is a period of time. And I almost like I relate this almost to like going for a fad diet. Like, will you get results quickly? Yeah. Will you probably be able to hit that like 10K a month or something like that? Like, yeah, sure. It's like a flash in the pan. It's like selling your integrity. It's like, don't know, you could sell. If Amelia suddenly lost all her integrity and started selling some supplement that did nothing but she said improved body image or something like yeah for a period of time that would work until everyone realized it was a scam and it didn't work and I think not that it's exactly the same with weight loss with promoting weight loss but sometimes for certain individuals if that isn't really your message if that isn't really what you're doing people start to see through it a little bit and I think it probably does depend on who your audience is and I guess the level that they're already at you've kind of got to meet people where they are. And I know that like Amelia, your audience are very, because they follow your content, like educated in that area. So it'd be very strange for you to use both like nuanced messaging around body image and how things like the media and obsessing over your size, et cetera, et cetera, can impact your mental health and your relationship with food. And then also be contributing to that same thing in other posts like it would it just wouldn't work and I think people would start to see through that whereas I don't know if, if for example with my business is that I have a different um I have a different niche I have a different product I have a different outlook and I have a different client base I guess that's that's the key is that like I'm not working with the same population that you're working with so maybe I would use transformation photos although I rarely do anymore Mm. and you're totally right and it's like what you you say this all the time in terms of give the client what they want but sell them what they need and that is the epitome sometimes for someone like you who's maybe using transformation pictures occasionally you are giving them what they want but you're selling them what they want but you give them something that is great and is far beyond what a normal transformation picture would really show so like morally I can absolutely get on board with that stuff. I think I think the thing with me is it's less about morals and it used to be more about morals, whereas now I feel that it's more about 
education and having integrity and credibility as a coach and the types of coaches that, that are on AFM and the type of coaches that do EIQ they want to be educated credible coaches and so I think if you want to be that person and you want to be known for that then you have to be that's when you have to be much more meticulous with your messaging if you want to be known as someone who can improve body image you can't you can't use body transformation pictures because we know that the use of these types of images is associated with poorer body image. So it's like, I think it's less for me about morals. I would never look at you if you put a transformation picture up and think, oh God, she's got crap morals. Um, but like you said, your, your target market is so different. I mean, there's obviously some crossover with ours, but different to mine. And I certainly do market with an assumed knowledge I suppose assumed baseline level of knowledge which to my detriment sometimes can catch me out but I, I, I assume everyone following me knows that a transformation picture is not helpful to them even though they probably don't yeah and I guess the other argument to this is from a purely marketing standpoint and if you were looking at like basic marketing principles this would probably go against that and I think this is true with like many business fundamentals that you'd be like oh yeah do this upsell this hard sell this or speak to your clients like at the level that they're speaking I don't know so that might be doing things like promoting weight loss and not talking about all the other byproducts of that and if you were looking at selling more products then you can see how actually implementing those kind of business strategies would work but when you're looking at coaching, which I don't see as the same as like selling a product, I don't think any decent coaches do like that you're trying to improve someone's life. And so you have to care about not just how much weight they lose in X amount of time or the transformation that they produce at the end of an eight week program. But you also care about like the longevity of, well, basically how they feel and the longevity of your business. So I think that not all like those basic market principles don't always hold true in a coaching realm yeah I agree and I also think there's another thing that people sort of forget about and that is client retention and client expectation we are thinking about marketing in terms of getting new clients but what about the clients that you already have and the expectation of these new clients when they come to you if I put out a transformation picture what I would be saying is you can expect results like this when you improve your relationship with food for 50% of people that might happen for those people that stop overeating and lose body fat because they stopped overeating, that might happen. But for the other 50% of people who actually need to regain some weight for their health or their weight actually might shoot up a little bit because they don't think like they're at a healthy settling range, that's not going to happen. And their expectations, therefore, are not going to be met. And we know that when your client's expectations are not met, what happens? Retention is, is poor and they you are not providing the service that they want. And so I think it's we have to look at it from the clients that are you are looking to to onboard but also you have to look at in terms of the clients that you already have and how that type of marketing impacts the clients that you've already got I think that's probably forgotten about in this discussion quite a lot I think like I agree retention is really important but I did I do have a slightly different view of retention now from listening to a few podcasts on this and it was in particular one that was about an app that helps you with insomnia and they were asked, like the CEO was asked about retention. And he said, like, retention's not like not part of our business model because we want people to be quote unquote cured from insomnia. And I guess like the whole point of our business models as well is like retention's important to a point. But then really, 
you don't want retention forever really what you hope is that someone will come to you improve their relationship with food and then be like I don't need this support anymore because I feel so much better about food and I don't have the, the same problems that I used to have so I think that like retention is definitely something to consider but sometimes under the caveat of like I, I guess people beat themselves up a lot of the time about clients leaving and actually sometimes clients are leaving because you've done a really good job yeah so I agree I think that's a little bit straw man because I think that retention is important for anyone that's working with someone who's trying to improve their health because if someone is not leaving you in a healthier position ideally in a kind of optimal health position then you haven't done your job and retention is important in that but that being said I am mindful of the work that I do versus maybe say the work that you do so you might get someone to a place where you've they've achieved everything they wanted to achieve with you and they've dropped body fat they've got a good relationship with food but maybe they've got some still little things that they want to work on and maybe they might work with me after that like that type of example where they're they're pretty perfection when they finish with you and then it's like well there's just a few things that I want to do my retention with that person might be very different to your retention because the type of I guess it depends on the type of work you want to do but retention is important to me because no person can fully restore their relationship with food after three months so that's why retention is important to me whereas can someone this is not your program but can someone drop five kilos in two months potentially yeah and that's they've they've done what they were supposed to do they understand the gym they've lost body fat they can go off now that's not obviously how you work because you work on fat loss maintenance no no I like I, I totally agree with you I mean more like some some businesses will look at retention of like years so obviously depending yeah. on your business model and what you're doing and, and actually that does sometimes work for personal trainers if you're someone who's like oh yeah I give out workouts and they change every six weeks and that's essentially what my clients come for you might like have people that stay with you for years because they're still enjoying getting new workouts if they've come to you specifically for improving their relationship with food and at some point they get to a point whether that's three months six months a year the whole point at the end is that they move on course yeah of course yeah of course um okay so back to transformation photos the, the benefits i oh, say the negatives i see right and i'm sure we'll be able to add to these they don't tell the full picture of course they're unhelpful to many people do you think that they do more harm than good yeah, yeah. and do you know what i'm basing okay do you know what i'm basing that on is because the a lot of the majority of people who use them are not necessarily the best coaches not always so I'm trying to think of it in like the whole of the fitness industry do they do more harm than good yeah do you know what I think is quite interesting is that some people and I know this from talking to clients and the EC method group is, is kind of a good like research scope for me some people who hate transformation photos and who it's harmful to are still attracted to them that's why they yeah. signed up but yeah, they well, it and they're like people shouldn't use them but I'm like you signed up because of that it's, very, it's quite interesting that's that's if we go to the extreme of this and you look at people with eating disorders that's why there's these types of pro-ana websites and these websites that glorify thinness and why people who have eating disorders are more drawn to super lean bodies it doesn't make them feel good that's one of the problems with it it's social comparison, so which can be really demoralizing um, for most people. So you're drawn to it because you feel like it's going to inspire you, but it makes you feel bad. So you don't want them to be there. But there's obviously that drawn there. So it's completely 
like it's totally logical that that happened I think I don't know if it's a logic like it doesn't make any sense but it does like it does happen right yeah it's it, like it's an interesting thing because it'd be the same people that are attracted that are also hurt by those things which is interesting mm. so obviously also promotes poor body image and kind of relates I guess body image to self-worth or you weren't worthy in your before picture but now you are in your after picture so mm. we can see like any other negatives that you want to add to that I think I think you've pretty much covered it but I think the idea is that it perpetuates the internalized and ideal weight stigma the kind of quote-unquote diet culture messaging that thinner is better and thinner is more successful and that is what I think we are very much trying to work away from and we're trying to focus on health which is not portrayed in a body absolutely a body who has maybe got a BMI of 40 and has now a BMI of 20 shoot me for saying this you may you could probably speculate that the BMI of 20 is probably healthier but when we are thinking as fitness professionals we want to be working towards health and when we do this we say that leaner run is always going to be better and I think that's the that the way that it perpetuates that overall message which is one of the message we are constantly fighting against as women specifically but in general um I think it's really detrimental for that social construct as a whole I guess as well the problem is that even if you are showing a healthier body you're normally not highlighting that you're not saying oh this person used to be obese and now they're in a healthy BMI range which means they've reduced their risk of x y and z it's normally like look how much better they look yeah how sad they were before blah blah yeah. blah yeah exactly um okay so on the flip side as a personal trainer who wants to promote their business especially online they want to attract people who want to change and they know that progress photos attract those people now a line that I often give and I don't know if it's actually borderline a bit of a cop-out is essentially I want to attract the people that are attracted to transformation photos so that I can show them that there's so much more than that now I can't figure out kind of a way around that but I also realize like that is a bit of a cop-out potentially just being like well yeah I want to attract those people so that's why I'm using these photos even though I have the knowledge that they're actually detrimental to a lot of people and there are a lot of negatives to them Mm. is that just adding to the problem so I've thought this before because we've obviously had this discussion before and that's almost, it's not for me to judge whether someone else does it or not. But that's certainly when we've had this discussion where I've found ease with you doing it because I, because of that same reason. And I think, but I know what you do and I know that it's great. Um, I still think, I still, I still think there are so many other ways that we can do it that it is still a bit of a cop-out, I think. But I, but... I don't know. I don't I don't have the answer for it. I, I just think there are so many other ways that we can do it. Like, if you look at your page as a whole, say, your whole ethos brings those people in already. I think that maybe the transformation pictures are maybe the icing on the cake for those maybe EC people who need to, to who would be attracted to Weight Watchers types of stuff. Do, and I question, I don't know, I question the need for the icing on the cake or the cherry on top, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what they're writing out. I always need the icing, but the cherry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the cherry. <laughs> I, like, and I 
don't think I've used transformation photos in ages. Now and again, I will for the EC method. But in all honesty, one of the main reasons I don't really use them anymore is they bore me. Like I've seen a million transformations. It means nothing to me. I think most people have now as well. Like everyone knows that you can suck your stomach in or you can get professional photos or you can do lighting or get a tan and all this stuff. There's so much more awareness of like, oh, here's my transformation photo. Oh, look, it actually took me... 20 seconds and all I did was change my posing and pump myself up a little bit and pull up my tights or something like you you can see like I think people see the facade a little bit more I think that and and sorry I think that too and I also think that actually for some people now it could be detrimental because if you're even remotely educated you look at transformation pictures and you say but what happened next but what happened next because we've pushed that narrative so often in the last five years that I think that as you if you follow someone like you right or someone like me and then you see a transformation picture you probably do look at it in the sense of yeah but what did happen next and if you are a coach that's not showing that side of things then I actually think that you come you can come across as quite uneducated and it's not necessarily helpful I think yeah and I agree my worry a little bit is that we have a freaking incredible echo chamber of amazing coaches and that there's there are still a lot of like influencer types who attract a lot of people you've got to think about what their marketing is and it's awful right it is transformations it is look at what you can do in two weeks if you just don't eat like it's it, it isn't good but you can see that it's what people want and I would rather people thought they were going to get that and then get a really good educated coach than those people do well because that's what people are attracted to like those are the people that you really want to educate the people that are attracted to those fatty diets that are like no I don't really care about long-term results or they think they don't care about long-term results and they need someone to highlight to them let's look back over the last three years and see how many diets you've done yeah like you've got results but then you put the weight back on and and really learn from those previous attempts so that this time is different but will they be attracted to an information post about how that I don't know I think the only time I would think about using them now is more to to prove a point of like here's a transformation photo this is five years difference because she's managed to maintain it for the last five years like that's what success looks like not this is eight weeks I don't like that doesn't impress me in the slightest like what do you look what do you look like five years later or have you been able to maintain the fat loss or the health changes that you wanted to maintain yeah years down the line I think you're right and I think this is sort of a bit of a side note to this but it's almost probably more related to like one of the issues with it but if we're looking at the we have a responsibility as coaches to educate people right and I think that when we're putting out transformation pictures and we're talking about it's not about the body it's about the mindset but here's a body I think that's really detrimental and I think that goes against education because what you're saying is this is what improved mindset looks like. doesn't matter what word you're using. If you put mindset or relationship with food or body image next to a transformation picture, people see what they want to see. And people, especially if I was to do that, people want to see a relationship with food improvement looks like super shredded. Of course they do. And if I did, like, if I was putting that up and saying, like, these buzzwords in the caption, that is the opposite of education. And I think that's pulling, like, the wool over people's eyes. And I think that's a big problem. And I definitely see that a lot with people who are tra- who are maybe moving away from transformation pictures. And they say it's not about this, but here's this anyway. I think that's a I think that's a problem. 
but again I, I agree but I think my issue with this is and I don't like the way it is so I totally agree with you but the only people that would notice that if you did it are like other personal trainers but it's subliminal messaging though so people wouldn't notice it but no 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 but, but you would attract you would attract more clients if you did something like that they'd be like oh mindset equals shredded yeah I'll have that yeah. but you wouldn't or like improve relationship with food's gonna make me leaner hell yeah I'll do that but I I think that you would only upset all the people that would call you out would only be like of your level or higher like you know peers yeah. there isn't higher but do you know what I mean like and this is again like something that we warn people against so it's, it's so much this is nuanced and it's such a fine line but we're always telling people with marketing like speak to your clients speak to the people that you want to help don't speak to Amelia and I like don't be doing stuff to impress us don't like <laughs> basically post like EIQ content to impress us like the reason we do that is because our audience is is personal trainers right like we want to attract personal trainers who want to educate themselves so we're speaking to them so it can get a bit confusing because you're like, well, actually, we're trying to sell to two audiences here, which is not great marketing, but it's where we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you copy that and you just go way over the head of your clients, like doesn't that doesn't help people. And I I think where some people get trapped, it might not be a necessarily a bad thing, is that you know they don't they know that don't know showing transformation photos is detrimental but their clients don't know that, but other personal trainers do. And it's like, I'm too scared to say X because I think Amelia might look at it and be like, well, that's not exactly right. Mm. Even though it makes more sense to my clients. And let's be honest, I follow, I've got some best mates who are coaches who use transformation pictures and I don't, I don't roll my eyes every time they post them. I just scroll past them. I don't care. Um, but she I think- She reports them. <laughs> abusive content. Um, but I think this is a really good, example of yes you want to speak to your clients but you need to think about what are my business values what are my business values because if my business values are integrity and education and these things right well then you need to look at your messaging because that's really important if your business values are and this is tricky right say your business values are career success or financial and maybe impact maybe then actually it might be like, do you know what? Transformation pictures maybe are in line with those values. And it's not about what we think. It's not about what your clients think. It's about, am I comfortable that this action is in line with my values? A transformation picture for me, even if we took my clients out of it, is never going to be in line with my values. It just doesn't. So that's why I feel uncomfortable with it for me. But we speak about this quite a lot, right? It's about what are your markers of success versus what's everyone else's markers of success. And your markers of success are acting in line with your values and achieving your goals in line with your values. Not what does Emma think about whether I'm doing harm or not by this post, for example. So when you feel unsure, rather than thinking about, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this right message, just thinking about how does this sit with, with what I think is important. I can be quite helpful, but it's still murky. Yeah, like, can you sleep at night? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) There's a really good quote from James Clear, which says, good marketing can sell once, but only a good product can sell twice. In the long run, your performance reverts to the value that you provide. Hmm. And I like that because I think it's really tempting to, I don't know, like push, push sales or sell something that you don't totally believe in. And a good product is something that you believe in and feel passionate about not Mm -hmm. just what's going to sell like that's part of it but it's not the full thing 
Yeah, and listen, think about your shelf life. We have this discussion, right? We're both, you are in your 30s now, we're both in our 30s and we think, what do we want our legacy to be? What do we want our coaching to be in 10 years time? And it's like, you might make, you might be able to get to 10 grand a month and do transformation pictures and help these people now, but what does that look like in two years time? Does that have longevity? And in two years time, are you going to say, actually, oh, you know, we make space for making mistakes. I've used transformation pictures before and it's like, yeah, I did do that in the past and this is why I don't anymore. We certainly make space for progress and growth and mistakes, but lay the foundations now of what you, what type of business you want to have in 10 years time. Because when you are in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that longevity is really going to be a concern for you. It's a lot easier to kind of brush that off in your 20s, I think, because you're not really thinking about the future. Also trust. Like if you sell someone a shitty product, if you start selling people aloe vera gel or something, they lose trust in you. And whether that happens like overnight or over time, and sometimes this is almost a subconscious level of like, you might not notice the first time I start promoting like, I don't know, some gimmicky thing. Then the next week I've got something else and something else. And actually you just start like losing trust in these things. And I, someone asked me on my story, like, why don't you, sell products like why don't you ever recommend products or have discount codes and stuff and I was like part of its integrity part of it is uh, I don't actually believe in many of them part of it is I'm too busy and it's actually barely ever worth your time and effort and the most important thing is trust like I want people to trust me so that when I do say this product's great they know that or this whatever is great they know that I'm not just saying it like that's actually you know I'm not getting paid to say that and someone replied being like, oh, I'd never actually noticed this about you until now. And it must be why I trust you. And I was like, it probably is an element of that. And I think sometimes you don't, you can't, you don't identify that until you're like, oh, okay, actually, maybe that is why I trust that person. Or, yeah, or I don't. not your personality. <laughs> Definitely not that. But I don't because they're really flaky and they're like, well, one time this is their skin routine. And then the next day, this is the best thing they've ever done for their skin. And like, that kind of stuff or like flipping between things really quickly. And even if people can't highlight it, you saying what's way more important than how you look is how you feel and your mindset and your relationship with food, but then also posting transformation photos, even if people can't highlight it, like initially, there will be like an air of incongruence to that. And they'll be like, oh, that doesn't totally make sense. And over time that, that will probably reduce the trust that people have in you. And the relationships that you have with your followers will lead into your business. Like exactly. that's essentially how it works. Because people don't sign up with you within two months. People sign up with you two years later sometimes. And, or even longer than that. I think we did a, we looked at our data recently and the average time someone tries to work with us is four times. People don't sign up. And that, that's partly because of the work, the type of work that we do, but you need to be thinking about that, that long-term, like that longevity thing. And I've spoken both before about that year of social media where I think I stayed on however many thousand followers for the whole year because I was trying to do both and I was talking about fat loss and I was talking about disordered eating and it's definitely it's very difficult to have nuance but you have to you're probably much better picking off you are you're much better picking something even though I'm not anti-diet I won't often talk about dieting because it it confuses people and like you said it kind of breaks the trust of the people that are really starting to trust you to then just throw in a little bit of fat loss and whenever I do I get absolute outrage so I do still sometimes do it in a way that's a that's a good sign that your messaging is normally like exactly on point and is also quite directed Mm. and I think if you look at any of the like really big social media pages 
they're doing the same thing again and again and again like Hayley Madigan great example it's the same thing in different ways again and again and again that's why people follow her because they know what they're going to get like some of the biggest social media followings in um fitness are like calorie comparisons between things I'm not saying that's a great thing to do but they do one thing and they do it really well and I don't think you should do that as a coach and I also don't think that they have the biggest businesses behind that but you should have like a relatively clear message and that starts with knowing what your values are because if you don't know what they are and you haven't highlighted them then it's very hard to be in line with that message consistently but also don't look at what a million other people are doing and then give you know one message to anti-diet one message to like that's almost like promoting fat loss and the next message is this like it it just doesn't work you can absolutely be in the middle ground but know what you stand for Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to build a better following and I do think that the point we were just making about you know it takes time to build these relationships and then for them to turn into clients one way that you can speed that up is by having a decent amount of content so if someone comes to Amelia's page they can look through like literally years of content they can be like oh I wonder what her website's like oh she wrote an article on this oh, I read that oh actually oh here's like four podcasts I'm gonna listen to and before like you know they've got hours and hours of content to look at to actually build that relationship with her which could happen over a week but because there's so much content built up there that's actually quite a lot of time with you essentially so they'll feel like they already know you after a week if you're quite new you probably don't have that backlog of stuff and I guess like there's two points to that one don't think that the content that you did like weeks ago or months ago isn't still relevant because people do still look at it and they do still form relationships with you from that especially things like podcasts and two like it doesn't have to as much as we're saying sometimes people don't know follow us for a year before they sign up like it doesn't have to take that long Mm -hmm. yeah and a third point on that is completely of a side note but really important is if you want more content you need to stop overthinking it and actually just do it that is I know that I definitely fell into this before but when I first started coaching I went to a conference once and I met Spencer Nadolsky and at the time he he gave me like some business advice and he said if you want to grow you need to be doing you need to be posting infographics every day it was at the beginning of infographics he said posting three times a day for a year I posted on Instagram three times a day whilst working my full-time job and whilst growing my business so I didn't have time to go oh is this the right image on Canva of ice cream and is this the right oh I've got a spelling mistake in that because I needed to get three posts out every day for a year. And that's why I've got years and years of content. And it's the same as you. And so often now coaches are like, shall I post this transformation picture? And I'll spend three days mulling it over when you've just wasted three days of doing other stuff and doing other content and just don't post it and do other things because that will have actually impacted your business more than that one transformation picture that you spent five years deciding if you're going to post or not. That's an extreme example, but it's certainly something that's super, super common. And it's like, you're never going to have this much output if you are so intent on making every bit of output perfection. But it's a bit of a side note, but important. No, no, I agree with that. I think so many people get stuck in that. And also almost like a glass ceiling of, oh, you know, but I don't have time for this. I'm like, we post on like numerous platforms multiple times a day. And I was thinking the other day, actually, that I'm pretty sure on one day last week, I made con- more content than most people make in, in a week, but like maybe like three podcasts, did two reels, did four posts on social media. Like it, it doesn't have to take that long and it does actually get quite a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I think you you can quite quickly mop something up or 
as Amelia is saying, if you've been posting three infographics a day for a year and you look back at what you said two years ago, you can probably tweak that, add something to it, and it's just as good a post now because not that much changes. Mm. Um, okay, we've got a couple of comments uh, to discuss and then I will let you go. Great. Lindsay's saying, very excited for this. I try to be careful about my posts and messages but sometimes I get a bit icky about weight loss posts. The problem I find is I'm torn as it's what most clients and conversations start with as their main struggle. Interested to hear you what you guys think um, if there's a better way to post about it. I guess that kind of articulates like exactly what we've been talking about. It is hard because that is that mm-hmm. is what people think that their struggle is initially. Like, oh, no, no, it's, it's nothing to do with any of the other stuff. It's just I can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's what I struggle with. I had a discussion with a coach on Instagram about this recently because she said she has a similar niche to me and she's trying to grow that niche. And she was saying, you know, it's like when you speak, you are speaking to me. And I remember because she used to be a client of mine, she said, it's like you speak to me. But she said, I don't have that when I speak. I feel like I'm saying the same things as you, but it's not hitting the same. And I said, because you're talking about body image and relationships with food, you can still talk about fat loss. The biggest things for me are things like, why you're not achieving fat loss and then I talk about overeating then I talk about the therapeutic techniques that I might use then I talk about all these things it's nothing to do with fat loss like you said but it's still meeting the person where they are with the fat loss chat I don't do it often because again I don't want it to be all fat loss but meeting the person where you are and then bringing in your stuff that's important so with that stuff it's not icky to talk about fat loss in a healthy person there's nothing wrong with fat loss whatsoever or someone with a good relationship with food and that's another discussion but it's not icky what what is icky is probably you're incongruent there's something in there that you don't feel comfortable about and there's a reason and you have to figure out why don't I feel comfortable with that because the ick is the ick is a sign and lean into the ick it's telling you something exactly listen if you were dating someone you got the ick you'd be like nah it's done and that's exactly a really important lesson. If you've got the ick about something with your work, figure out why that is, because it's it's a clear sign. And that's another thing that will stop you posting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, Alicia, um, would be interested to hear your thoughts with regards to my niche who have, who have to reduce BMI, so scale weight very much plays a role. I've been thinking that I should just call it what it is, weight loss, in a similar way you mentioned using the word quote unquote toned because then everyone gets what you mean. But I also have a part of me that goes like, ooh, every time I write it and say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how niche is IVF? Yeah. Um, Create niche. Um, You do have to give them what they want. I... uh, I don't think people get confused with fat loss and weight loss. I mean, they do in the sense of like, if you're discussing about scale weight and stuff, but I don't think there's a reason why, you, if, if the word weight loss gives you the ick, just say fat loss. I don't think it's a really problem if that's the key. No, I think she just means generally like promoting scale weight and right. weight loss and fat loss and that being like this whole thing, which to be honest, for your niche, it is. It is. Do you know what? This is a really, like, this is a, prime example of where you talk about values-based decisions I did a reel on this the other day about why I was making a decision and about my food intake because it's in line with my value of health for, and it was a fertility video actually so 
think about what these people value right now and that they don't they might not care about actual fat loss but they care about creating a safe space for the baby have an optimal um egg quality and meeting these criteria for their doctors so they're at risk of things like self-sabotage trying to hit this goal weight there's so many things you can talk about and you frame it in the sense of this is what's important to them they want to just carry a baby one day so keep that at the forefront of all of your messaging you're not glorifying weight loss you're glorifying improving your health so that you can go through this treatment and I think there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all it doesn't need transformation pictures by any means but you've got a great opportunity here when you look at and this is something that I speak to my coaches about is if you say you're a specialist in this your results are about that your results are about someone getting pregnant you can have you can use pictures of pregnant people or people with their babies or whatever the case may be it doesn't have to be a transformation picture and do you know what people like those pictures really like those pictures so I think you've got such a good opportunity to talk about fat loss in a really good way here so I certainly yeah. would try away from it I agree lots of uh that I guess that's one of the outlying situations where you're like yeah you probably should talk about weight loss because that's exactly what they need at the time yeah Okay, great. I hope that was an interesting discussion. It probably doesn't give anyone any answers whatsoever because (laughs) there's a lot to think about. But I think it does, like if you're trying to decide whether you should be using transformation photos or not, I think that it it should help with that. Like go and think about your values, go and think about what's important to you, go and think about the results that you actually want to get your clients and see how you can present that. And if anything, it might just be that, do you know what? It's a bit boring now. Like I, I just have an aversion to posting the exact same thing as everyone else. I'm like, I've seen a million transformation photos. I just don't think like, I don't know. It doesn't mean that much to me anymore. I agree. And there's no right way to do it. The right way is the way that you feel comfortable with. And people like myself never are never looking at people's pages and thinking, oh, I can't believe they did that. Well, (laughs) but I think the key is as well, like to be different. Like if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're immediately in in competition with everyone that's posting transformation photos. If you're doing something a little bit different and they've seen all that before and they've tried all that before, but you look like, oh, maybe you understand something a little bit more that actually there is a mindset side to this. Like questions like, oh, do you feel like you know what you're doing, but then you never seem to get results? Like that's basically, that's everyone. That's exactly when you get the comments like Amelia was talking about feels like you're talking to me when you talk about mindset things it does feel like you're talking to people because you understand how they're thinking and that shows much more insight than just oh here's five other people that I got shredded exactly and when people sign up with me or inquire with me it's like I resonate so much with every post that you that you post none of them are about clients well I'll occasionally post about clients but that's not why they're inquiring they know that I coach but they hear what I'm saying or they, or they know that they're heard rather they know that they're heard. Love that. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Bye.